Welcome to Local St. Charles. This podcast is done in conjunction with the Greater St. Charles County Chamber of Commerce and focuses on local businesses, their successes, their stories, and their challenges. The Local St. Charles podcast is produced by Change Gateway. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Local St. Charles podcast. I'm Ken Tucker with Changescape Web, and today I'm here with Mick Goslin of ScholarPath. Welcome, Mick. Thanks for having me, Ken. I appreciate uh, having me on the show. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you and learn more about uh, what, what you do and, and how you got into working with ScholarPath and what all ScholarPath's about. So if you wouldn't mind, just take a couple of minutes and give everybody uh, you know an idea of your background and, and also uh, what ScholarPath is all about and, and also your role in ScholarPath. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I came to Scholar Path uh, go right at two years ago now. I'd had a background in the uh, business world, business to business sales, material handling business, uh, family owned. Um, had changed through a couple different companies and um, switched over into the aerial equipment with uh, United Rentals. Was with them for about ten years, okay. and then. Oh, about 12, 13 years ago, I did kind of a career change and got out of that material handling business to business and got into the financial services uh, side of it, was with a company called Thrivent Financial for about 10 years and um, had a, uh, a parting of ways and was trying to figure out what to do. And one of my uh, old actual friends. I'd used to coach him when he helped coach him when he was a wrestler back in high school. He had worked for my wife and I when he was in high school in a little summer business. Uh, he reached out to me and shared with me what he was doing with Scholar's Path, a startup company. And in a nutshell, we are a platform that helps high school students um, research, explore career paths and opportunities and we give what we call providers, colleges, businesses, military, a direct conduit to share information with high school students hmm. about different opportunities that are out there. Um, was very intriguing to me. I, um, I didn't get a college degree. I went into the workforce, um, grew up in that era. I'm 57, grew up in that era though that everybody has to get a college degree. And we're starting to find out that that's not the only path. Right. More and more people are starting to be open-minded to it. So when Scholar Path showed up with the ability of a way to let kids, the kids directly find out about opportunities that are out in the real world, other than just college being the only solution, um, I jumped all over it, started working part-time at 60 hours a week. My wife wanted to know how 60 hours a week is part-time. <laughs> um, but um, it, it's been a fun ride so far. I'm about two years in. The company's about three and a half years in, and we're sitting in a spot that we are in several states out of Missouri. We're waiting on results for a state contract that would be paying us to be available to every high school in the state of Missouri at no charge to the high school. Okay. Uh, anxious to be out there helping kids figure out what they want to do, Ken. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the information that universities and businesses provide through your platform. Yeah. What, what does that look like? I mean, is that, those are, those aren't job listings, are they? They can be, they can be, they can be uh, 
letting the kids know, I keep saying the kids, letting the students know about very specific job opportunities, um, internships, apprenticeships, uh, specific scholarships that are available. If you're talking about the uh, universities, okay. um, the trade schools like us, they get to educate the students uh, about what's available, about being in a trade. You know, we have a lot of jobs out in this world that are a need for a highly skilled employee. We happen to label that, though, as a trade, and right. it gets looked down on a lot of times. Um, so our platform lets the, let's say, the carpenters, Paul, uh, be able to inform students what they can make, how much money they can earn, what the benefits are, what the working conditions look like. Yeah. But they can be very specific about it. They have the ability with our platform to use selection criteria to find the kids that they want to get the information to. So one of our big things that we've been getting a lot of interest in is the, the big push for the diversity, equity, inclusion, the DEI. Yeah. With our platform, um, they can select, an entity can select all of the girls, females that have taken an algebra one class that has gotten at least a B in it, that has also participated in a sport and let them are an outside activity and push information just to that group to let them know why the construction world is really an opportunity for these females to be involved with. Okay. Interesting. So how did, uh, I mean, it, it sounds like you may have covered this a little bit, but more specifically, can you talk about why was Scholar Path created? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, obviously there's this huge mismatch, both from perceptions, but also, you know, as people are looking for job opportunities, you know, they don't really know always the best place to go. Yeah. Uh, and, and the employers don't always know the best way to go find the prospective oh, employees. hundred yeah. percent. The, uh, the company came about actually two brothers, set of twins, uh, Doug and Bill Mitchell. They're from the St. Charles County area, St. Charles West high school, both came up through wrestling and have, a lot of our company still has a lot of involvement with the uh, high school, college wrestling world. So there's a lot of connections through there, but they took two very different paths. Uh, Doug started working right out of school. They, they had some family issues, were homeless for a while. Uh, Doug started working directly out of school and they started concentrating on Bill getting a college degree. Uh, Doug has been a entrepreneur, owns several businesses, currently owns a flooring company also. Bill went on to get a degree, got his master's, became a teacher, and has been in that world. So there's been this, this two sides, set of twins, yeah. that have had two very different paths that, have, that were helping coach at Lindenwood University wrestling. Okay. And Doug and them were bringing students in from all over the country and – Doug had one of the students that he brought in out of um, California, very rough area, uh, low economic side, brought the kid to Lindenwood. The, the guy won three national championships, just excelled, did phenomenal, but came back to Doug later and said, hey, and became a police officer. Okay. So he had $100,000 in student debt. He's making $30,000 a year as a police officer in St. Louis, one of the municipalities, and said, hey, thanks for messing my life up. Well, Doug was like, I 
never even thought that there could be a negative to getting a kid to a college education, but they didn't know the system. They didn't know how to do it right. So it really got started as an idea of almost a college placement type app to help get kids to college for the least amount of money as possible. Okay. But then when they started seeing the, the mismatch of and the disconnect of the outside business world and the need for employees outside of just college degrees, it really start turned into this more of a workforce development, career path identification, 12th grade transition tool that we're working on today. Okay. Would you say that that's still the main focus or are you guys starting to get more and more involvement, from, you know, from universities and colleges and, you know, even, even like nursing schools and things like that, um, you know, plugged into your platform? Yeah, so we're seeing it on all levels um, because it is attractive to whatever that path might be to the, what, like I said, what we call the providers. The colleges can be very specific with their, we have a search criteria engine. All of the student data is de-individualized and aggregated. So we're dealing with minors data. We have to meet all FERPA regulations. Right. So nobody can find, you as a company could not find your, grandson or granddaughter at a specific school. But you would be able to say that you have a message that you want to send to every student in ninth and 10th grade that has taken a marketing class at St. Charles High School. Okay. Our platform tells you there's 100 kids that meet that criteria. And then through a news feed. I, I hate saying social media, that can be tough, but it's it looks like a social media style platform news feed. You can push very specific information to just that group. So instead of flooding every kid in the school with the information that it's really not pertinent to a lot of them, yeah, a provider can be very specific. A college can pick GPA, ACT score, and specific activities that the students have done and know that that student would qualify for X scholarships and our platform hmm. lets them know that. Okay. Interesting. So I, I would assume that the, the students individually could choose to opt out if they didn't want to get the yep. information from that newsfeed yep. as well. So yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I know um, I'm not certainly plugged into this, but I've heard rumblings that, you know, standardized tests at the college level, like the ACT and SAT are kind of starting to fall out of favor. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's it's interesting that you've got a solution that kind of bridges that gap a little bit. It doesn't replace, you know, the standardized test by any means, but it does give the tools uh, to both the students and the educators the opportunity to, you know, to, to share information. So that's pretty cool. And I, I love the fact that um, th there's a platform out there to help people get connected to the non-college path. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and they need to, you know, can they... I, I get that starts getting on my soapbox and I'll tell it just a quick, if we have time, I was with my wife, with my father-in-law was in the hospital, getting some tests done. My wife and I were sitting in the cafeteria area of the hospital waiting and it's a big um, atrium style setup. I saw two ropes hanging down the outside of the big atrium deal. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, well, roofers, window cleaners, just kind of wondering, here come two guys rappelling down the side of the building and get down to the ground. Well, it ends up they were window cleaners, but I thought I, I got to go have a conversation. I <laughs> got up and I walked outside two very different 
people, very different. And I just gave them a quick of that. We work with high school kids on informing them, educating them about different career paths. And I asked them both how they got involved being window washers. Well, neither one of them said when I was in high school, I want to be a window washer. Sure. Didn't find out about it till later in life. Journey union job, journeyman pay. I hate quoting numbers because I could be off and somebody can be mad at me, but it's in, it's in the upper twenties, low thirties of hourly pay for journeyman pay. I never thought to talk to a kid about being a window washer, but what our platform does is lets a company that does that push information to groups of students, show these guys repelling off the side of the building and have the ability to let a kid know that, you know, you can make $60,000 a year, no college degree debt with a union job, building a pension, hanging off the side of a building. Who'd be interested? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. So um, how, how in the world would do do businesses, you know, find out about your platform and, and, and be able to take advantage of that. And, and I assume your, your involvement in the chamber has been kind of instrumental in helping you build that relationship. So can you talk about your relationship with the chamber and, and just, you know, how businesses can get plugged in? Yeah, they've been, they've been phenomenal here at the chamber. Uh, Scott Tate, uh, Lori Tainer, Wendy, uh, Terry McCrum, before they lost her, she she went yeah. and retired on us. Yeah. Shame on her. Um, but yeah, they uh, we actually have a partnership with the chamber. Uh, any of the chamber members currently, there is no charge for the companies to get onto the platform. Um, part of that is due to we only have in, this, in the Missouri area right now, mainly in St. Charles, about 3,000 students in the platform, several of the schools. Um, but the companies do have the ability to either reach out to the chamber or give a call, email uh, straight to us. And we have a representative come out, doesn't have to, but we're willing to come out, share the platform with them, or they literally can go to our www.scholarpath.com and they can sign up online. It uh, lets them build a home page you know, kind of like your main page on your website, but yeah. lets them there put links, share information, connect, and um, they can get on the platform right off the bat. We do have um, engagement specialists internal that would then share in information, videos, tutorials, or help them work through any questions that they have to start building the information that they want to send to the students. Yeah. Okay. So is that, that page would just be available inside of the platform, right? It's not public facing. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, um, so I guess it it really also could help with like military recruitment. Is is that true as well? A hundred percent. The military recruiters are, are begging to be able to get their message to these students. Uh, Some schools, some high schools are great with trying to work with the military to give access and let them inform the kids. Um, other districts just, I mean, they put an additional wall up there. We had it technology wise. We have a crosswalk built from what class codes the kids are taking to how does that relate to a path cluster pathway of jobs that then go actually to SOC codes. So inside the platform, whether the student knows it or not, Our platform will say you've taken these classes, which means you are on the path that would have you coming out of high school at the best level to be educated for these jobs. 
inside our platform platform, we use basically an ONET survey evaluation that the kids take. And it says, barring money, um, money not included, do you think you would like to do X? And it's uh, 60 questions. Off of those 60 questions, the platform tells the student, here are the top several jobs, occupations in these six different paths that would be in line with what you say you like. We're not pigeonholing. We're not saying this is all you can do. We intentionally make sure they know that you can be in human resources. You can be in hospitality industry. You can be in the manufacturing industry. We give them those closest matches in each of the industries. And then the outside providers in those industries can push information to the kids that scored highest in those areas. Okay. To make that, to make yeah. that match a little closer. Yeah. I'm thinking back, you know, from, from myself uh, a long time ago um, when I was in high school and, and certainly in college, you know, I had no clue what I wanted to do. I, yeah. I, I wanted to go to college. I, I'm a lifelong learner. I love learning. You know, it's always been a big deal for me. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing what I do because digital marketing is changing all the time. I have to yeah. stay up to date with this stuff. Right. But um you know, if if I would have, if you would have asked me what I wanted to do, and you know, and and the collection of classes I took, I took things because I wanted to learn, not necessarily ever thinking about, hey, I'm going to go down this career path. I had, you know, I had language classes, I had, um, you know, the science classes and math classes, and I, you know, it was just really all over the place. And I wound up with a philosophy degree, so, <laughs> which is as general as I mean, I started out, you know, science and. Do you ponder on why you got the philosophy degree? <laughs> I, I, I am very self-reflective. I'll tell you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, I, you know, it, it would just be interesting for me to see, you know, how you could help somebody really, you know, kind of crystallize. Right. If you would have told me when I was in high school that I was going to go into computer science uh, and, and developing software and then running a marketing company, I would have laughed at you. You know, I, I had no idea what I was going to do, but I've never have picked those things. So yep. talk about how your platform, you know, kind of helps sort that out. Yeah. A couple, couple things on that. The, the platform is built that the more that it's used, we, we, the students interact with the platform on a couple different ways. One of them is just what their school, how they're doing, their attendance, the classes they're taking, the grades that they're getting. This basically information that's inside the student information system. The other thing that we do as a platform, we have several different and always changing uh, surveys that the students can take that then based on how they're responding and interacting to the surveys, lets the platform continuously say, the platform say, hey, you are having all these actions that align with this. You might not even know it's out there, but just yeah. by your actions and behaviors and likes and wants and what you're doing, you really are aligning this way. The other thing it does is I, I truly believe that the more the outside world can put information and opportunities and ideas in front of kids, the kids are going to latch on to stuff and not picking on the schools or the counselors, but they don't have the time or the resources or the bandwidth of what all is out there. But the more opportunities that can be thrown in front of the students, 
the more of a chance the student goes, well, I didn't even think about that. I never thought that I'd have any interest in that. Right. right. And, and we can change the conversation at the kitchen table is what we're chasing to, Ken, is I just with some very good friends from church that have a daughter. She's like a daughter that we didn't have, got married, but she went through school, very good at math, actually became a woman engineer. Just don't see it hardly at all. Did a great job. Um, and I'm talking with her the other day and I wanted to kind of use her as a kind of a poster child and go back to the, you know, the tech STL and bio STL and say, Hey, here's a, here's a gal you can really put in front of people and say, women can do this. Right. I talked to her about it and she goes, mom and dad didn't tell you. I go, tell me what? And she goes, I quit my job. And I like your engineering job. And she's like, yeah. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I'm going to cook. I've always loved to cook, bake. I want to, I want to be a cook or a chef. And I looked at her, I go, how did we fail you? Because we failed her, the parents failed her, the school failed her, because she was good at math. She was open to engineering. Go be an engineer. Um, but in our platform, she'd have been doing stuff that would have been popping up with the culinary schools or the entrepreneurial side or the food trucks you can do yeah. and give her that ability to sit in front of mom and dad and say, I'm really thinking about this. And look, I can get a job that pays this and I can get these benefits. And it is a viable option compared to just being an engineer. Yeah. So, so speaking of that, I mean, do you work with mid-level career people, you know, or, or people who are, thinking about transi transitioning jobs too, because, you know, with the, with the um, everything that's been happening in the last three years, you know, around COVID and, yep. you know, the changing in the workforce, that seems to me like there's a big need there as well. And the example you gave, you know, is it, it, probably a pretty good indication that that's a needed kind of a function. Yeah. So two steps on that. We, we had to start somewhere and our start was in the, in the kids and the high sure. schools. Sure. Um, the school, the education side is driving us lower, uh, down grades, down lower in grades. We uh, initially interact with the students in eighth grade so that the school can put together what classes the kids need based on what career they think they're going. So the do an assessment in eighth grade and can be redone through your high school career. But then the school says, well, for that path, you should be taking these electives. That's the best things we have for you to be able to do that. Well, they're driving us lower. They're wanting to start doing this career identification and um, career planning down into seventh, sixth, even fifth grade. They're even having a lot of districts are having conversations about how do we start educating grade schoolers just about jobs in general. You know, what is a job? Why do you have a job? Right. You have to go to a job. You have an employee. So we're getting pushed down that way. The other thing that we're getting begged for is the other side of it. Our platform lets our students that are seniors, when they graduate, they can keep for free lifelong membership, lifelong access to the platform. So once they're 18, they're out of school, they can still have on a platform. So that generically is going to give providers access as we have graduations to more and more students that are either in college or in the workforce. And we do have full intentions down the road to focus more on that, on that area. Okay. All right. Interesting. 
So uh, any exciting news or growth on the, you know, on, on the front of uh, scholar path that you want to share with us? Yeah. Our, our big hope, hope here in Missouri is uh, we did um, they did finally did issue an RFP for an education platform for what we do. Uh, we've responded, have interaction. You'd never know that it's done until it's done, but it's looking, we did a partnership uh, actually with worldwide technologies okay. um, for the response to the RFP that we did to be in or offered to every high school in the state of Missouri. Um, we are currently under contract. Uh, we were on a pilot program out in North Carolina um, for up to 150,000 students in North Carolina, and they're currently uh, have us back in budget for a statewide launch in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, Arizona, we are in an introductory program uh, down there right, right now. We're in process of the uh, three districts that we're going to be working with, and uh, those are our hot spots currently, but we are also besides those three states or in addition, we are uh, legislating in six other states in the United States for our platform to be uh, offered into the uh, school districts. Okay. Well, from my experience uh, doing some state contracting in the past, once you get a nice solution in and a state yep. government has success with it, it's easy to get into other states. I mean, you have yep. to go through the RFP process and you know, and, and the, you know, the evaluation and, and vetting process, but um, so good for you. It sounds really exciting. One of the hardest things you just made me think of it, people we're doing something different and people don't like different a lot of times, or they try to pigeonhole you with something else that is going on. So some of the stuff that we do on our platform, there are other companies that do it, you know, college research, there's, college research platforms out the, out the wazoo. Um, wazoo, I don't know if that's a word or use that word or not. I uh, use it. <laughs> but there, yeah, there's a lot of platforms that do that. The career identification, you know, determining a path. There are places that do that. But the thing that we do that no one else, no one, no competitor in the United States does is give that ability for that outside provider to proactively identify a group of students that they want their message, their very specific message to be given to. Yeah. And then with the, the ability to anonymously even communicate and connect to that person. And we actually have a, a patent pending on that communication software. And then after that, if the student's parents say, yes, we want our student to be able to communicate with Boeing they actually can allow that direct. And then Boeing can find out not only who that student is, but the student has the ability to send an unofficial transcript and basically a life resume right through the platform to that company to start that, that connection and that interaction and that potential relationship for down the road. Okay. And, that, and that no one else has, that communication ability or that ability to reach a very specific audience yeah. It isn't out there. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Well, Mick, I've enjoyed uh, talking with you today and learning more about ScholarPath. Um, sounds like you guys are doing some really cool stuff. 
I, I, I love solving problems and it sounds like you guys are solving a really big problem that, that we have. Um, and, and I know it's challenging to work through a lot of le- different legislative jurisdictions, you know, but, you know, public private partnerships can be really powerful. And it sounds like you guys are starting to, you know, kind of launch, um, you know, and, and move forward with a lot of that stuff. So that that's fantastic. Um, anything else that you want to let us know about Scholar Path? Uh, and, and also, um, you know, folks on the, who, who are watching this can see the contact information, how to get a hold of you, uh, you know, through the website or through social media handles. Uh, but, but if you have anything else, uh, I'd love for you to wrap this up. Yeah, my my biggest thing can um, I think I'm a salesman at heart and I don't take that as a negative thing. A lot of people look down on sales, but my sales background's always been about education. So they're they're really together. Right. And the key to us or the key to anybody that would want to be involved with Scholar Path is if you have a message and that message can be a job, an opportunity information about why your company is great, information about why a student should consider your industry. If you have information that you feel as a company would be beneficial to have in students, high school students' hands, our phone should be ringing off the hook and we'll we'll give you a, a conduit to start educating these kids about what's out here in the real world. The education system gets to keep the kids for 12 years, 13 years with kindergarten and the outside world has them for 50 plus. Yeah. So let's, let's let the 50 plus side start letting these kids know what's out there and available to them. Yeah. Well, you know, I I just think back about my career path and I I got, um, you know, I got involved and and I worked for some small businesses that were doing largely, you know, government contracting, but living where I lived, I never worked supporting a client where I lived. And so, you know, when I, when I started my own company um, and I joined the chamber, it's like my eyes were open. It's like, you're kidding me. People do this for a living. (laughs) I had no idea, you know, right? Uh, because we all have our life experiences and that, you know, that can, that can really limit us in, in, in what we choose to do and what our potential is. And, and the more we can expose people to, you know, greater opportunities, uh, you know, including the, you know, the diversity, equity and inclusion, you know, I think that's just going to make it uh, better for everybody. I'm not a touchy feely, emotional kind of guy, but every kid needs to know or needs to hear at some point in his life, you're wanted for something, you're good for something. Um, And we're not always the best in our current systems of making that happen. And we even had some a little bit of pushback on, well, should you really be collecting attendance on kids? You know, that's nobody's business, maybe, or maybe people will only want the kids with high attendance. And we've worked with legal and it's all OK for everything because it's all de-individualized, aggregated. Sure. But there's there's organizations out there that with our platform, they can say we want to get information to every kid that had 90% and higher attendance as a freshman, but as a sophomore, their attendance drops below 80%. There's something going on probably in that kid's life. And there's a lot of people and resources and opportunities out there for people to say, hey, if you need any help, 
were here. So we didn't even really talk on it, but the nonprofits, any and all nonprofits, they're free and they will stay free in our platform, the vast majority of them. Awesome. Um, So that these kids, and they can try to help find those kids or at least be there. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I veered off a little bit, but it's a, this is a chance that every kid will hear somebody say, we want you because the kid yeah. that's sitting in his basement every night, not involved with sports, his grades might be failing, but he loves video games out of this world. I fell out of my seat one day when I find out the, found out the colleges are offering full ride scholarships for esports. Hmm. I actually had to somebody tell me three times that esport actually is playing a video game. Yeah. Said, well, you told me they built an auditorium though for esports, and they're like, yeah, the school built. <laughs> So, one of the largest spectator sports in the world. Esports? Yeah. There you go. These kids aren't hearing much about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Mick. I enjoyed our conversation and uh, best of luck to you and, and to Scholar Path. All right, Ken. Thank you very much. Thank you. We want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Please be sure and subscribe to the local St. Charles podcast in your podcast software. We'd love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to visit localstcharles.com for more episodes, information on local businesses, free resources, and a link to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned.